Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? This is Jarrell Mason, and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Album Cover, where we get inside the entertainment industry with those in the know and give them their flowers while they're here to be celebrated. With me, I have five Latin brothers that give us R&B on the Latin tip, repping that Illadel. We're going to say John. Yeah. In Philly. I got my boys, Viva and for those of you that don't know that's listening to the audio version of this interview for the video version they're eating good they're living good living their best life and that's what we're all trying to do during this yeah, pandemic baby. right fellas yes, sir. all right so so we're gonna do the standard boy band thing we're gonna have you guys introduce yourself so i'm gonna start with sean and work your way around sean rivera yeah eric Ronald Figueroa, Mike Bermudez, and Craze. What up? Yeah. What's going on? And I'm Jarrell Mason. I always wanted to do the whole boy man thing since I couldn't be in one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> man. But um, welcome. It's been a long. Hey, we a man, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I would have been the guy left stage without the mic, lip syncing, even though I got two left feet. <laughs> I think we all done that, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody then did that before even practicing the new edition voice to men of troops. So everybody oh, yeah. had that boy band fans. Yeah, yeah. You know how Eddie Murphy said the singers get the you know what, and you guys probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, but let's go ahead and jump right into it. This is up for anybody to want to take it. How did Viva Moss come to be? Funny you should ask. So, I mean, we're all from the same neighborhood in Philly, right? And um, all of us are doing our own kind of selective projects, writing, producing, um, performing, right? And uh, we got with Sean, as I said, we, we finally call him Shiz. And, um, you know, we were going to do some writing and producing just to see where things felt, you know? And when we got into the studio, we just clicked. Yeah. And we said, yo, man, why don't we just move on? as a collective team yeah so we decided to do that and uh been great ever since man right so that's definitely a good deal how everybody was off on the solo grind and say hey we all sound good together let's form our own group and i'm sure as yet boys to man and all the other acts that came out of philly was very instrumental in the formation of this group correct oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah for sure well, the, the crazy thing is is um you know we 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 all we all known each other since growing up. For sure. So you know we we were all a part of of the the singing scene in Philly. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and it, it kind of just felt natural to us. It wasn't we're not a, a group that was put together. Right. You know, we kind of like the old school groups. You know, we was we sang in so many different groups growing up as kids. You know, and it just eventually all just end up five Puerto Ricans all in the yeah. same group. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so pretty much like I mentioned, you guys sound is pretty much R&B with a Latin favor. So can you talk about the influences of groups like Menudo, Cumbia Kings, Barrio Boys, Voices of Theory? Head on, you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, they were they kind of paved the way. Um, Voices of Theory are personal friends of ours. And, you know, growing up in the uh, town they, they came out was like an inspiration because they're like, wait a minute, they can do it. I want to I do what they're doing. And put something together so we can do what they doing, and you know what I mean. We, we kind of paid homage to that as yet. Voice to men, um, even like groups that weren't really doing big things, but they were put together like 
like uh, school groups that were inspiring, you know, somebody like me to be in a group. Um, so one of the groups that was around then, uh, Eric used to say it was protege that was one of my first inspirations. Cause again, we were uh, friends growing up and I just wanted to do that, bro. So you know, it worked out that we were in the same neighborhood and we were able to collab. Some of us even went to the same school. Yeah, yeah Raul went to the same school uh, that Boyz II Men went to the same high school. Great uh, oh, performing arts. Great performing arts. Right. West Love from the Roots went there. Uh, I believe Black Thought. Right. Yeah, you went to the school. Yeah, the Roots from uh, Groove yeah. Theory yeah. there as well. Oh, right. right. Uh, yeah. right. And I, I was actually in Voices of Theory. Right. <laughs> A word. So, Really, yeah, and you right. can also sign to Ola Records, which is ran by Jellybean Benitez, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to um to the guys and voices. Absolutely. Um, my brothers, oh, yeah. always my brothers. We grew up, we all well, we actually all grew up together. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's crazy to hear about all of the vocal talent that came out of that neighborhood, then, as I mentioned. Oh, yeah. The big one, Boys to Men, and how was that for you guys oh, in yeah. their explosion with Coolio Harmony and later too in their worldwide success and how they were able to bring R&B oh, to the man. masses with their crossover success? Absolutely, right, right. man. You know, I think, I think that one thing about us, I feel like, we're just carrying that Philly legacy. You know, Philly is so rich when it comes to groups. Yeah. Even before Boys the Men, you know, way back, we had stylists, Delphines, you know, Sound of Philadelphia, Philadelphia Brainsbridge, yeah. yeah. shout out to from Philly. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think growing up, you couldn't even, didn't matter what she was growing up in Philly, you, you, you went in, in so good work. Yeah, it was like, it was everywhere. It was always harmonies. It was always groups everywhere. So yeah, you know, for us, I think we're just carrying that legacy. Yeah, because I had a uh, Kenny Whitehead on the show not too long ago. He was talking about you know big yeah, uh, the whole Philly Soul yeah. movement with the Whitehead brothers right. and McFadden um, and Whitehead. Gamble and Huff, and yeah. how it started pretty I mean, much with that yeah. movement, and then it expanded to Philly World and Pop Art, and then like we know, yeah. Boys to Men, yes. and then Small Change came out of Philadelphia, which was oh, yeah. 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 Right. Small Change. Just talking about them yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah shout out to Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie. We were actually um, not sure if you know uh, here in Philly was this amazing, amazing uh, Christmas Play. production. That happens every year called Carols and Colors. Yeah. That was that was um, created by an yeah. amazing talented uh Leon Evans. Yeah. And a lot of the, the late great Leon Evans. Late yeah. great Leon Evans, a lot of the, the local RB acts would perform on Carol Riddick. Carol Riddick, yeah. Um Imaja, Imaja, yeah. The name of a few, uh, Jake Wright, Jake Bryan, I know Kyrie. That's how we know Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. So we were all we were also a part of that as well, man. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie's dad from Small Change used to manage the original as yet untitled before. Yeah, man, that's crazy. So did any of you guys back in your younger days? Do the whole talent show circuit at the schools because if you played your oh, yeah. right, you had the right song and you had the right look of guys, you were gonna get ladies and numbers by the end of the week or yeah. the following week, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we used that as much as we could, brother. 
So that's crazy. Yeah. How you know, in Philly, in Philly, in Philly, starting out, you gotta go through the booze at first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So did y'all have y'all yes, interview that was kind of sort of similar to like the Apollo in New York, where I got to step my game up for this particular venue because if not, they were going to. Oh, yeah. No, no, I would say Princess Lamb. Princess Lamb, yeah. The Princess Lamb. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if you want, if I, if I audience, you can. Let's say uh, 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever. Like, right. So the crowd decided who was going to win. And everyone would come up and do the band with no end song that was out. Wow. So, like, you know, anything. It could be Luther Benjo's, Stevie Wonder, whatever. And you, you, the band would just get up and you sing with them. Right. And then at the end of the night, they say, okay, who do you think won tonight? Oh, wow. So a lot of times, like in those situations, you really needed the money. So it's almost like you got to pack the place out with your people. And I learned this the hard way because I did yes. Apollo and then I made it to mm -hmm. the regular amateur night and didn't really realize oh, no. pack the place out. And if you didn't, yeah. Sam right. and was <laughs> Hey, I had to cut myself off stage. I was doing Carl Thomas. I wish <laughs> that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. So talk about that off wax. Talk about that though. <laughs> hey, off wax, bro. Off wax, man. But um, by you guys having you know Latin roots and everything, how was it being able to merge you know R and B with the traditional rhythms of Latin? You know, singing in English and Spanish and incorporating salsa, merengue, bachata, and all of that. Yeah. So. We um, were primarily singing in English, but because we're Puerto Rican and can't sing in Spanish, we'll do the same thing we're doing in English and Spanish, just translation. Um, I don't think that, you know. Natural. Yeah, yeah, it's natural. One of my favorite things yeah. that made me fall in love with this group is I heard them sing Boys to Men in Spanish, and I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah, whoa. Yeah, man. See, but that's, people, yesterday. Don't, people don't realize, especially when you grow up in the city, whether it's Philly, New York, Chicago, and especially here in Philly, in a lot of the households, I mean, you listen to the salsa at breakfast and you listening to, you know, James Brown at night. I mean, right. that's just, yeah, it wasn't Philly. I mean, so right. it's very, it's not unusual to hear, you know, salsa music, Latin music, and then, you know, you listen to hip hop and R&B. We all right. With very mixed. So, it's a very big mix in Philly. Yeah, so the point is, it's a very easy it's not even really a transition. It's very easy to merge yeah, music together because we all grew up on all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely a good meshing of the two worlds because how I mentioned earlier, Cumbia Kings, Frankie J, Barrio Boys, mm -hmm. I mentioned uh, Nesto Velasquez, but we got to even take it further back with the wow. freestyle movement that Sal Abatello and Fever oh, yeah, started, yeah. and then you know Lisa yeah, Cold Jam Expose, mm -hmm. Cover Girl, Sweet Ooh, Sister, yeah, TKA, and how a lot of people you, you the know groundwork. Too much, man. Yeah, I know my stuff, well, but it's but it's just yeah. yeah. I had Frankie J on the podcast as well. He was talking about you know him coming with the Cumbia Kings, being signed to Ola, and then mm -hmm. going off to a solo venture, and how it was at the time labels weren't really checking for the Latin demographic and thinking that they were going to do numbers, even though mm -hmm. Gloria Estefan was huge they didn't really see the potential yeah, but she was doing crossover she was all the way all the way latin though so it was a little bit different than where we come 
because back when we were younger trying to get a deal, it was very tough for us to get into a, the R&B department where we belong because you know of, of skin color or the race or the type of music that we're singing, even though it was R&B, they were trying to market a little bit more Latin. They didn't know what to do with us pretty much. So luckily we stood our guns and kind of broke through the mold and you know, here we are. Yeah, because when I interviewed Nestor Velasquez, he was explaining the same situation, how early 90s, you mm -hmm. have a Latin guy coming in, sounded like Christopher Williams doing R&B, and necessarily didn't really oh, yeah, right. him, but they really oh, right. of the formula, how to do it once Ricky Martin, Shakira, Enrique Iglesias, Mark Anthony mm -hmm. really took a foothold here in the right. state. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you hear interviews with a lot of Latin guys that are doing R&B saying the same stuff and we just love music. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is. If that's what we vibe with, that's what we're doing, you know? Because Frankie J said it in interviews as, you know, as guys like the Avila brothers that are in the same boat and speak, you know, highly and that's where we all got our inspiration from. R&B, salsa, you know, like a mix of everything that we are, inner city, you know what I mean? That's what Viva Mas is. Right, it's a mixture of everything. And like you mentioned earlier, you guys singing Boys Men in Spanish. It wasn't until, I believe it was 93, when Motown did the reissue of Cooley High Harmony that they put a Spanish version of End of the Road on the album. It was- Oh, yeah, remember that. That was dope. It was red and white with the yeah, yeah. hats on. But I had the original, yeah. it came out in 91, that had them sitting right. in front of like some statue or something with the canes and everything. But it just kind oh, of yeah. shows how their explosion just opened up the masses for groups because you had, you know, as yeah, sure. Shy, All for One, Silk, Portrait, Jodeci, and then down in Florida, you know who I'm talking about. Um, he's deceased, but we're not gonna mention his name. Had the idea to say, let me take what Boyz <laughs> Men is doing and put it on the pop side and mix it with a little bit of- Oh, yeah. Backstreet yeah, Boys, NSYNC, and all of that good stuff. Sorry. Would you like some blue bathroom soup? We'll pour some on the phone for you. Hey, hey man, you, you guys can uh, have a bite, have a sip, do something for me, man. But um, I want to take it back to <laughs> hip hop back in Philly. There was a station that still is going strong today, Power 99, Lady B. Yeah, it was a yeah. Yeah. recording and how you had anybody that was everybody that was big rap-wise in Philly, you know, make their way to that station, like uh, Schoolie D, Jazzy Jeff, mm -hmm. Prince, Three yeah. Times Dope, and how Pop Art really put out a lot of those yeah. early rap records in Philly. And Philly was kind of like the secondary market for a lot of New York coming really break their material. So what was it like kind of seeing those guys like Jazzy Jeff, DJ Cash Money, mm -hmm. and all of those guys? Don't, don't forget Tough Crew. Oh yeah, tough crew. Tough crew. They from our neighborhood. Yeah, that cool seat, the glamorous side. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, you just ran down the gambit of a lot of Philadelphia's undersung or unsung heroes. Uh, before uh, you know, Jesse Jesse and Fresh Prince went full on. There were a lot of undercurrents, like EST, the act Nicholas one. Yeah, because it was yeah, cool man. looking at the most. We do all those guys coming up too. Because a lot of times you'd have a singing artist open up for a rap artist, a rap artist singing in the same like variety shows. They don't do that anymore. Now a lot of artists are more segmented. 
But yeah. we, we share audiences a lot of times, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I know I heard a lot back in the day how, like you mentioned, Sean, about how rap and R&B acts would be on the same bill. Because I remember hearing an interview yeah. with, um, on two separate occasions, Joey and Donnie from New Kids, yeah. and that they were sharing bills with rap acts like NWA, Too Short, and just oh, yeah. meshing wow. the two worlds. And it seemed like it was more cohesion then and then in the Motown wow. Philly video, you're yeah. saying three times dope, making a cameo, Quest Love on the drum, Quest Love and how it was just right. all love where everybody wasn't really too much competition. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, what well, we would, definitely still support that. Mm, so like what still support you, our other artists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Start what it's, that's what it's all about, you know, helping everybody, supporting, rooting for each other and not really sure. saying, hey, <laughs> Why this person got a deal when I don't have it? You know what I mean? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so keep it's it not about the talent. It's hard, hard work. Yeah. It gets you so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, don't burn no bridges, people, because you never know who helped you make oh, no. and get into where you need to be. Because we've heard horror stories about somebody not getting to where they need to be because they messed with the wrong person oh, yeah. and made a connection mm -hmm. that burnt, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we try not to, <laughs> that's for sure. Mm. So can we talk yeah. about <laughs> you guys, the influence of Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph and Johnny, new edition? Everybody <laughs> <laughs> can take it. Oh, that's, 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 that's everybody, I think everybody's yeah, yeah. I, I would say the musician is the Can You Stand and Race, still one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's how we cover still, it. Still killing it on stage. So <laughs> exactly. He's a legend, bro. That's, so, that's forever, baby. Yeah. Seriously. And for the 5th 11th time, for those of you that don't know the story about how Boyz II Men got to meet Michael Bivens, they supposed they snuck backstage to, I believe, it was Power Fest, and then they ended up singing for everybody that was Power House, which was Power 99, the station you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, they ended up sneaking backstage, singing Can You Stand the Rain, and then that led to everything that came to be. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but when uh, 2 was about to come out, Tim and Bob had some songs lined up for him, but Gerald Busby, who was over at uh, Motown, told them that right. established the producers on that album because of the success of Cooley Eye Harmony. Right. And a lot of those songs that Tim and Bob had for Boyz II originally ended up going to 112 for their debut album. Wow. Right. We worked yeah. with Tim and Bob as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Man. Yeah, those were talented dudes, man. Yeah, talented brothers. And speaking of Tim and Bob, Bobby D broke the internet this week because he posted a short little video of Mr. All Current Member oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking Blackberry Molasses. Yeah, I, and I thought it was so dope. Yeah, they did. They're sitting great, man. They still look good. I think they should do a record together. Why not? Yeah, yeah. They should release that sophomore album that should have gotten released. Cause um, when I spoke with Brandon Akira, he was telling me how uh they had a second album ready to go, and I guess East West Folk and that second Mr. Album right. came out, and then of course Bobby V went on to do his thing solo. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Right. Yeah. That's common in the industry. It so. is. Yeah, we were just talking about player too. Remember Cheers to you? Yeah. And, uh, Rest in peace, Daddy Mason. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I believe uh, Smoke, E, and um, Black, they're both in the current form of Drew Hill right now. But Player, definitely dope, definitely underrated. So how did you guys manage to navigate, you know, the industry knowing that artists get dropped all the time and when industry heads switch Mm -hmm. hands, you could get dropped and to not lose that perseverance and to keep going because of the politics? I mean, I think we took a chance. You know what I mean? Just we, we've been friends for so long that it only makes sense to keep going. Yeah. Whether I mean, we had our, our shots at different you know points of our, our career and life, and just been homies. Like, what are we gonna do? Let's just keep saying. And the truth is, we just clicked so well. Even when Shiz came to the picture, it was like, yeah, it was meant to be. It just feels like like it almost feels like we're related, like right. by blood, because even our harmonies. Yeah, or like sound really tight and stuff like that. It was like it just clicked and it was yeah. like a light bulb that went You know out. what I think it was part of that with what I was saying that we were so such big fans of as yet. And you know, knowing they were from Philly and we followed them, and I'm like, yo, oh, these guys are crazy. And Sean being from here, I'm like, uh, you know, let's do something. And when he was in the studio, it just kind of like, well, it makes sense. Well, why the hell? I, not? I thought I was just gonna work on a song with them. I didn't yeah. know. Until after I met them and we started like working right. together, yeah. I asked, I said, you know what, you guys, we need an extra member if you're like, stop playing. I'm like, no, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, I was done with groups, like, I, I always love that jet. And they're, you know, they're doing their own thing now in Vegas, if you know what I mean. They're wonderful. But I was kind of like in a different space in my life. And when I met the group, I missed that camaraderie and that brotherhood. And because, you know, being from my hometown, and then I come to find out that at one point we were even like, like chips in the night, like on the same label, but yeah. different names and all kind of stuff. And like, wait a minute, yeah. this just makes sense. It yeah. just makes sense, you know. It's it's like gaining a whole new family. You know? mm-hmm. I got all my brothers in me. <laughs> right, right, right. Now the thing with groups uh, is that you have. Yeah, and also you could catch my interview with Sean from Beyond the Oval Cover if you haven't, so you can get the full backstory behind As Yet and all of that good stuff. So um, who's the primary arranger in the group? I'm going to say it's Sean and Raul. Right. Before Sean came in, uh, Raul was the primary, and now they're kind of both. You know, you can't just throw two lines with them. they got to work together. <laughs> so yeah. we feed off each other, which is great. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We fill in gaps, finish each other's sentences, yeah, yeah. Steal each other's notes. It's great. We we joke about it all the time. Wow. I always say all my best ideas come from him. Yeah. So were there times crazy? So were there times when arranging vocals it could be for somebody, but once you guys are testing it out, you can say no. Craze, this is yours. Raul, this is yours. Sean, this is yours. And kind of changing the initial parts. Well, we just went to this today, right? So we'll record something. We'll record something. And it's, it's for the recording so that everybody's in their place. Like, we don't want to cheat the listeners. We don't want to put a bunch of uh, notes that are not in, you know, in the song. So... When we go to do it live, sometimes you gotta be in two places at one time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, all right, well, when I'm singing the lead, um, Raul might take over the note that I was on. And then, you know, when he's singing lead, and then like no two sessions have the same people at the same places. Right. The, so. the really good thing about us is that because we have such strong voices mm. that 
when we do our harmonies, especially now, we're allowed to not only, like usually the, the normal is, you know, uh, crazy on top, I'm right beneath them, then, then uh, Mike, and then, you know, Shiz, and then um, Eric, Eric. But now we're just like, we're, we're comfortable enough, and we have, we each have enough of a good range so that we can say, like, you know what? Your voice sounds better on this part. Right. So you should sing this part. Right. And we intertwine a lot of the harmonies. It makes it more fun for us, but it also just shines the harmony on more. Right. It's just amazing. Yeah. So when you hear us live, you're going to get the record, but then you're going to get some stuff that's unexpected yes. because we always, we like to add lid and go off script a little bit, change the arrangement around. Keep it fun. Keep it fun. Yeah. Right. So how do you know to be able to keep that balance of sounding like the record adding in a couple of runs, but not really go overboard with the runs. <laughs> I'm like, everybody looked at me like, why oh, you run so much? <laughs> no, I, think, I think everybody has taste in this group. That's another thing. Like, I can't speak for everybody all the time, which is good, because Mike will say something that makes sense, and it'll make me change what I was thinking. And we try to develop a song like, all right, if you start, you know, some groups, they come in screaming. First line out the gate. The intro still playing and they screaming. Yeah. <laughs> but we like to build. We like to build. Like, like, like the first time you hear the verse, it should be straight. And then the second time you can add a flourish. And then the next time you get better bring it because we already heard the verse. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Like we got taste. Everybody got a story. Right. Yeah. So can we talk about the importance of cutting your teeth by practicing in the bathroom? Because something about the acoustics in a bathroom. <laughs> That is very, very important when you're doing acapella. Uh, the echo, that echo. The echo. Well, just ask you when you're going to take a bathroom break now. <laughs> yeah, now, I couldn't personally sing in the bathroom because I couldn't be getting behind doing my harmony and knowing somebody's, um, I'm not going to say what y'all doing because they're eating in the video. <laughs> only in the bathroom for two reasons, and we know why. But um, <laughs> but, but like I said, being from Philly and all of the acts that I named just blowing up and successful. Also, we got to mention the whole Neo Soul movement that came out of yeah. Philly with yeah. music, Jill, Scott, Belial, Lower Tree, how they pretty much kind of started that second wave of that movement of feeling where it's positive, Afrocentric, and it's different than what you heard on the radio at that time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Vivian Green, over here, Vivian Green. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Man. I think I think the one thing about Philadelphia that's so different from everywhere else is that everything's like this, especially the Latin and African-American community. Yeah. We all grew up together. When I was growing up, it was my neighbors spoke Spanish. <laughs> You know, it was it was Thanksgiving. It was we, we were sharing food. It was rice and beans going one way and collard greens coming the other. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, and I think we there's a there's a soup in, in, in Puerto, Puerto Rican soup called sancocho. Yes, and it would it would be like a gumbo. Right. You know, and I think that that's one thing about us. You know, our music is like a gumbo. Sancocho is a mix of of everything that growing up, you know, everything from Philly, really, for real, for real. Mm. And to the cheese, to this, to everything, all the groups from Philly, we're, we're like a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know? sure. I definitely agree with that. 
So it's pretty much like everybody knows everybody. And it's like when the adobo and the Lowry season, salt season, and all. That's, that's <laughs> what <I'm>, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we all we all, all got the sim similarities, you know, because I had my fair share of mufongo and plantains and hey, 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 hey. all of that good stuff. And I'm like, man, this stuff is so good because, like I was telling Sean when I interviewed um, him, I grew up in small town North Carolina where there's not really a lot of diversity. So to finally right. get around a lot of diversity, you kind of say like, hey. We're more similar than we are different, you know what I mean? Right. Of course. Absolutely. Some, right. One of the best shrimp and grits I've ever had was in Buford. You know where Buford is? Yeah, I know where Buford is. The first yeah, time I had man. shrimp and grits, I was on a cruise in Charleston. I never had grits uh, up shoot. until that point, but I was like, yes, <laughs> I've been missing this all my life, man. But um, on the oh, pop, on the pop side of things, I mentioned the uh, menudo and how they were the precursor to the whole Latin boy band phenomenon that would later come with like uh, no question and uh, CNCO. But also, also yeah. I gotta mention uh, these five boys out of Boston. They took what New Edition did and made it bigger on the pop side and. Started yes, yes. new kids on the block. So can we talk about new kids on the block and how they were kind of influential as well on you guys? Well, I know they were my wife's favorite. <laughs> 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 but I can't necessarily say that I was doing step by step. <laughs> when, they, when they were stepping by step, and I was still on my new edition, and I was still rocking my Adidas because I was in the run DMC. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, but I think that those guys, man, they came out. At a perfect time, they were extremely talented. Yeah, they had a lot of charisma. Um, they look great. You know, what I always like to say is that you got to be total packers. They look good. They sounded cool. They had good songs. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, I, I just think that together as a unit, they were really good. Right. For sure. Right. I, I don't want to let this go fast. You mentioned uh, no question, <laughs> and the late Damon Core was one of the original members of the Edge Adam Title Days. We wrote songs together and. Uh, you know, we went our, our ways and then I actually got a chance to talk to him shortly before he passed and he was in a really good space in his life. So I uh, just wanted to acknowledge and give a shout out oh, to yeah. one of the unsung yeah. pioneers, you know. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. Another group, another group I want to bring up, these five guys out of Pasadena. Let's talk about truth. True. We were just singing that. He was just singing this. Yeah, definitely good group. I had a chance to interview Alan, Steve, Rodney, and John John on separate occasions. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of fun fact. You guys know the record Turned Away by Chucky Booker? Yeah. Actually, that was originally supposed to go to Truth. Well, wow. yeah, but I'm going to tell you the story. What ended up happening was when I interviewed Chucky, he told me that he played Jerome, who was head of Atlantic at the time, and she told him that it's going on your album, and he tried to convince her that it was a true record, but she wouldn't budge. And when he told Troop that Sylvia said this record was going to go for me instead of you, they were like, man, we want a record similar, and that's how Spread My Wings came about. 
Wow. wow. Spread my wings. Put a bit. That, that's a whole. What if they switch songs? You remember that song? Um, and why you want to play? Why you want to play your games on me? I would have loved to hear Drew sing that. Why you that was the yeah. Chucky yeah. Booker games off the yeah. Mile album came out in '92. Uh, yeah. Y'all, y'all remember the intro? Oh, speaking of intro, I just had Buddy White on the podcast not too long ago, and he told me uh, that "Let Me Be the One" originally was supposed to go to Mary J. Blige for what's the four one one. Uh, yeah, but what ended up happening with that was that they didn't have enough room for any extra records. So that's how it ended up taking it back and putting it on uh, their album. Wow. Wow. I love these stories, man. Yeah, but that, that, that's, that's what I do, man. I try to get stories that people don't know about. I also want to give a shout out and a mention. We just lost a pioneer and R&B, hip hop, the late great Prince Marky D from the Fat Boys, and wow, yeah. with uh, Corey Rooney, Dave, Mary J. Blige, uh, Menagerie. So can we just talk about his? Yeah. Yes, Prince Marky D. He was just he was just talking about the movie on um, that's so funny you know uh, we talked about voices of theory early can we talk about the song say it yeah yes. let's talk about it yes. Great record. um say it was produced and written by the amazing Steve Morales, Absolutely. super producer Steve Morales. Yeah. Shout out to Steve Morales. Um, and a songwriter by the name of Rain. Shout out to Rain, too, incredible songwriter. Um, man, he's taking me all the way back. Um, it, was, it was an amazing song. It, it went gold. Thank God for that. It was an incredible experience. Um, it's funny because we were just recently talking with Sean and and Raul were talking about doing a, an acapella melody, melody to pay homage to some of these old groups from Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna say they're old, but you know, they're still around, but you know, right. no question voices and groups like that. Yeah, yeah that's definitely crazy. And I think um, Voice of Theory had a cut on the Why Do Fools Fall in Love soundtrack, correct? Yeah, that's yes, really, yes. that's really yes, cool. That was before I got in the group. Right. I oh, came, you came in, in after. I was, yeah, they were at that time. They were signed to Rough House, uh, Columbia. Yeah, and they were all touring with Mariah Carey. Um, then from there, they wound up going. But I had known them because you know, I was young. I was a kid, young kid in the neighborhood. Right. Um, and then from there, they wind up leaving and going signing to all our recordings with Jelly Bean Benitez. Right. And uh, that's that's when I came. Matter of fact, I think Frankie was signed to the same group as well. Yeah. You know, um, and then it was it was history from there. You know, they, they dropped. Sick. Well, actually, it was a song called "Somehow" first. Yeah. With corrupt. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it was "Say" it came out, and then it was just where you know it was everywhere. Yeah. You know I mean? And then we did "Wherever You Go," which was written by Michael Carey, formerly of Poison. Wow. Crazy, crazy, wow. crazy. 
Yeah, and we talked about yeah. earlier Bobby Ross Avila, and we also got to mention his brother is the Avila brothers. So can we just talk about oh, yeah. how bad both of them are? Oh uh, man, listen, them, them brothers, super talented. Yeah, super talented. Them dudes are on some other other stuff. Super talented. Yeah, like the, the musicianship alone. Like I met them here in Philly one night. Um, I was actually getting cheesesteak down South Street, and they were here. Story, so what happened was summertime they went they were in South Philly getting cheesesteak at a Ishkabit booth. And uh they were here um supporting their artists or the artists they were working with uh Charlie Charlie I forget this girl's name was Brittany something either way so the dude standing on the cheesesteak got this big music on his arm and I got one too so I'm like hold up and, and you know they got the Rolexes, the whole flashy stuff. I'm like, they either drug dealers or musicians. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I have to holler because they just struck me as as something. They were doing something. I wanted to know what the hell that was. So I'm like, hey, um, I like your music, no man. He's like, oh, thanks, but uh, you know, I designed my son. I said, oh, I designed mine too. He's like, oh, you sing? I say, oh, actually, I am. He's like, well, what are you saying? I said, well, I sing in a group. He's like, what's the name of the group? I said, Viva Mas. He's like, what's, how do you spell that? Viva Mas? Okay. All three of them, the whole squad, he was with <laughs> Turned around, got on the phone, started checking us out. And it was just so happened to me that that day was Mike and Eric's birthday. So I said, look, let's, let's link up if you guys still in Philly. He's like, so come to the show tonight. I said, you know, it's my brother's birthday. Gave us the tickets. We went back. Uh, ended up hanging out with them at the show. Cool cats. And the rest is history. Now we're just building relationships with him and, uh, and Izzy. So it's dope, man. Cool cats, though, man, for sure. Yeah, 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 I'm trying to get Bobby Ross on the podcast. So Bobby Ross is, if you guys are listening, I'll <laughs> at your boy. You, you guys got a spot here on Beyond yeah, the Album man. cover whenever you guys want it. Yeah, All right. You got to tag him. Yeah, so can we talk yeah, about yeah. how uh, did the, the cover of Overjoyed come to be? Oh, man. Uh, you love you love the backstories. These are the stories that nobody else has, by the way. <laughs> Exclusive. First, first to hear. Yeah, you're the first to hear this this particular uh, backstory. When As Yet was finished with our first album, um, Babyface had come to us and he said to me, "Hey, can you do another song like what you did with Hard Sam?" Sorry, because for those of you who don't know, I arranged and produced with Babyface and David Foster that acapella version of Hard Sam. Sorry, and he says, you know what, maybe you could do another David Foster song like After the Love is Gone. And I, I wasn't going to tell him no. And I said, okay, I'll try it. It wasn't my first choice, but I love the song, but some songs really lend themselves to acapella and other ones. Like when I think of Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think of that little band and all the instrumentation. Right. So I, I said, you know what, let me go back and come up with something. Like I'll do all overdubs and just kind of mock, do a mock-up. And I did After the Love is Gone first. But then when it was done, I was like, you know what, it's all right, but like I really love Overjoyed. I wonder if we should just try that. And then I did a little overdub of that. And I came in the studio and Babyface was sitting there and I played him what he asked for first. And he said, oh, that's nice. I said, but please just check this out real quick, just check this out. And I play my little demo when I'm singing the bass and trying to do the leads, you know, everything, five part harmony. He listened to it and he says, that's the one right there. That's what we're gonna do. But then as, as you were saying before, how the labels fall apart, um, there things happen. Um, there was no more LaFace records. As yet, second record didn't come out. 
We wound up signing to DreamWorks instead. And with the DreamWorks situation, they had the rest to uh, George Benson songs. So they wanted us to do Masquerade and we did not call it Masquerade. So Overjoyed never got that. Fast forward to 20 years later, maybe not 20 years, but you know, many moons ago, right? Uh, I was playing it for Craze in the car one day. I said, yeah, I guess I was sitting around, you know, maybe you guys would be interested, but I wanted to start fresh. I didn't think they would want to do it. They heard the demo and, and yeah, we actually got the only group that I think that I think other than as yet could have recorded is Bebo Mas. Like there, I don't even question doubt the ability whatsoever. Uh, so yeah. it, it sat that rep that what they call it, it ripened. It's like when you yeah. know, a seed plant seed and just let it let it come yeah. to fruition. It was a dream I mean, come true for me. Again, just knowing his history with as yet and knowing what he was able to do with those guys, you know along with the rest of the crew and he played that record and I, when I heard that record I'm like man this is one that we just have to do plus Stevie one that we love Stevie you know so that one and lost in you we heard right. it at the same time it was like dude whatever you got I want to hear so Kathy Sledge heard us uh recording in the studio while we were doing Overjoyed and she actually called Stevie Wonder it was like you gotta hear this yes. wow yes. crazy yes. yeah yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. To get the man, yeah, I was trying to say, "Yo, this yeah, is like back in the Back in the Future," where it's like, "This is your cousin. You thought this was great." <laughs> 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 Barry, who? Yeah, but that's that's, that's a good way to say that you're doing justice to a song that's well loved, well revered, and covered. Because when I heard it and then saw the little backstory behind it, it's like a fine wine that. You drank, Sean. Oh. I'm Mr. Yeah. I drank your wine. I drank your wine. Yeah, see what I did there, but how it is just aged perfectly and everything. So, when can we expect an album from you guys? Because I know the streets are fiending for it. All right, we're, we're working on it. We're currently working on it right now. Yeah. Um, we can honestly say we actually are working with some of the some amazing amazing uh, producers, songwriters. You know, we don't want, we don't want to tell everybody. Some names that might have been mentioned. But um, we, we got some real special coming on. I think people will enjoy it. Yeah. You know, we, we bring it back to what people are missing. We, you know, like Mike says it all the time, everybody too hard right now. You know, sometimes right. we, we got to bring it back and just, you know, call it simping, call it whatever you want to call it. Line up low. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need some love songs again. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because sipping ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not easy at all. Yeah, but before, yeah, man, we're definitely looking forward to the project and anything else that you guys got coming out. So before we wrap, shout outs plug your social media, and then I want to see if maybe, since we all are in the room, maybe you can bless our audience with a little acapella. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. So, uh, no, I got it right here. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, so get the shout-out real quick while you can. Shout-out. Go ahead. Shout-out. Social media. Well, before anything, we want to give a shout-out to our friends over here, Yamatoni Boy in Philadelphia. Yes. You ever want some sushi? Yeah. You ever want to do the best karaoke in the city of Philadelphia? 
on the East Coast. You come right here to Yagatori, boy. In Philadelphia. Make sure y'all check it out. You can get it. Also, also, I want to give a shout out to Kathy Sludge. Yes. Of course. You know, um, oh man, I'm trying to think of the voices in theory. Did you, did you plug the website yet? Certified. No, no, no. All right, so Certified our website music. is uh, vivamasmusic.com. You can stream our music there. The new um, uh, release on YouTube on the Vivamas will rejoice. It's, it's again some good traction, and we appreciate the love, of course. And shout outs to our boys and producers, Saram, J Certified, PI. You know, I mean, just and the whole squad. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. I'm going to get the list. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> All right. So here's our, our little acapella yeah. piece snippet of uh, Little Joy. In a restaurant, of course. Right. Oh, yeah. We're going to sing a little over in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. All right. One, two, three. And though you don't believe that they do, they Do it right there, people. Don't attempt it at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so you can catch this interview in audio and video form wherever you stream your podcast, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Verbal on the YouTube yeah. channel, YouTube.com/slash Beyond the Album Cover. Ladies and gentlemen, give a big round of applause for my guys, Viva Moss. Thank you guys for coming on to Beyond the Album. Thank you, Gerard, no problem, no problem, time, bro. Guys. All right.